Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 599. Sharon will tell you how to have a copy of it, but mention whether you want a CD or an audio tape at the end of the program. Uh, we have, um, I've got a very powerful message for you today. Uh, footsteps to heaven, if you will. I've got letters and music, but let's seek the Lord now for wisdom and his anointing on this uh, program, on this person he's using to bring this program and all the others combined. Lord, anoint me. Use my tongue, my mouth, to bring forth your message that uh, you've already prepared from before the foundation of the world to bring life and life more abundantly to the world and to bring salvation to the world, which is the same thing. Lord, open the windows of heaven and give us today exactly our daily bread. The bread, the manna from heaven, the word of God. Lord, that souls will be saved and the church strengthened. Lord, close every door to Satan. Uh, rebuke him. Give no place to him, Father, and open up doors for us. Doors that will bring glory to you. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. 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 All right, now, um, Harpo Marx wrote a song a long time ago, and you'd think that it was never that these people, the Marx Brothers, comedians, would ever be able to write a song so touching. But, you know, uh, people that are not the best-looking people in the world, they don't get uh, a lot of help from people. And a lot of times they're made miserable because they don't really uh, seem to have anything that people would desire to love. And these kind of people, at nighttime, they seek the Lord and they talk to Him because... Uh, the Lord is a rewarder to everyone that uh, calls on him. And uh, this Harpo Marx wrote this beautiful song, and Mary Alonso sings it. It's called Guardian Angels. The shadows when they dance about They shoo away the bears Guardian angels to comfort me If I wake in the night They gather all my dreams Their halos
Standing by till I rise There's one with shining wings Who holds my hand And shows me paradise Praise the Lord. Harpo Marx was an accomplished harp player, and he also played on this recording session. You could hear the harp back there. That was him in the background. So many times I um, have been put in jail and in prison on false charges. And uh, when I'd be going to bed at night, this song reminds me of that so much because... Uh, when I was just a young boy, I was taken away from my home and put in a reform school. Um, a boy said it was all right to take his dad's car and go on a drive, so I did. And they let him go and put me in a reform school for just uh, taking a ride with him. Uh, the vehicle went into uh, a wreck and the man's tools in the back of the uh, car uh, were scattered all over. And I was very young, and I really missed my mother and my dad, even though they weren't that uh, much of parents. I loved them. And I remember uh, putting myself, uh, like, in a dream world to just make everything seem like it was fine, and I would... Uh, uh, feel some kind of presence around me. And uh, I imagine it was guardian angels because uh, when I was saved, I went to prison on false charges. And at nighttime, I found a lot of uh, repose uh, 
in speaking to the Lord, and I felt him uh, and the angels near me. And this I would suggest to those of you that are um, lonesome and you are in a position that where the Lord may be putting you on trial uh, or testing you to see if you stick with him through thick and thin, I would uh, give you advice to pray to the Lord to send his guardian angels down to you and that he would also be in your presence, in, in your midst, inside of you. At the same time, and it will take you through one hour at a time, one day at a time. One day will go into one week and months and years if necessary. I'm sure glad that I made it through all these trials and tribulations because now I'm saved still and more powerful in the Lord for having made that stand many times. And then when uh, the Lord took my wife away from me, uh, I knew that she was wrong, and I told her uh, that she would die if she didn't continue putting the gospel out, even though there were so many people that uh, we had led to the Lord and to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we supported them for years. And then they um, went away and started talking about us, telling lies and um, mocking and joining the enemy, the Antichrist, which are uh, the spirit of Satan and all the false churches that have joined or united themselves to the Vatican. And uh, they've just been one uh, trial and tribulation after another, but we know that farther along we'll understand all this. I understand it already because the Lord said that these things would happen to us but count it all joy, because this is the same thing that happened to the prophets before us. Amen? Amen. I count it all joy. I don't feel, I, you know, I feel bad because of the things that have happened and the way that people are, but uh, it doesn't stagger me or throw my soul at all. It just makes me stronger in the Lord to do what he wants me to do, because I can see that Satan hates so much the, the things that I'm doing for the Lord and uh, you see your people uh, call up uh, uh, just railing with their uh, evil uh, mouth. Um, and the things are going to profit by this. But in chapter 10 of the book of Proverbs, it says, verse 2, the treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. Now these people that think that they're going to profit something by saying false accusations against people, against people especially of the Lord, there's no profit going to come to them for this, but they're not wise enough to know that. But um, I leave that before the Lord to let him do what he will with them. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. But he casteth away the substance of the wicked. The people that are doing these things, many of them have been locked in jails now. And uh, all they can do is use profanity and uh, against the people of the Lord and the Lord himself because he won't allow them to be in the world and fornicate 
and uh, commit blasphemy as they do and still allow them to uh, enter into the kingdom of heaven. And they know it, and they're so filled full of hatred because the law of the Lord uh, is still intact. So he becomes poor that deals with a slack hand. That's why I, as a pastor, cannot deal with people like that with a slack hand. I have to tell them what they're doing wrong, and if they don't receive it, then, as the Lord told Ezekiel, their blood is off my hands. But if I tell them not what they're doing wrong, then uh, the blood of their souls are on my hand. And I don't want that to happen. I'm not going to, I don't want to go to hell for anybody or anything. But the hand of the uh, diligent maketh rich. All right, so uh, Sharon, now uh, do we have some letters? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I would like to greet you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thoroughly express my personal feelings to you. Last year in November, I came across a world newsletter which was printed some time back by your ministry. When I read the newsletter, I was completely touched to the bottom of my heart. Truly speaking, the newsletter contained good tidings, which from that time have started ringing in my heart and transforming me from staggering in my day-to-day life. I knew I was an individual who was not free from sins. Your literature worked on me as a spiritual remedy and a good tonic substance, renewing my thoughts about God. I learned a lot of interesting things from your newsletter. Following all that your newsletter has done for me, I would kindly request you to send me some more of the literature that you've written and a Bible. If possible, kindly include in your package to me one Bible concordance to assist me during my Christian fellowship discussions and an English-language Bible. I'm a class teacher at the above-mentioned school, which is situated in one of the most remote parts of Zambia. I will circulate your newsletters to a lot of people in my locality. Your newsletters will save a lot of lost souls here from perishing. Waiting to hear from you, sir. Yours faithfully, C. Boniface from Mapika, Zambia, Africa. Okay, do you have another letter now? Yes. Uh, Where is it from? This is from Bangkok, Thailand. Dear Pastor Tony, I'm very happy to write you once again. I hope by his grace you are fine. I am also fine by his grace, irrespective of the prison odds. We can't do anything but be uh, full of grace because grace means power. Anyone that's really right with God is full of power. So yes, I do have the power of God on a daily basis, every day. Then what? Servant of the Lord, I also want to inform you that I received the parcel you sent to me, and I'm so happy and grateful. The Messiah book is wonderful. I wish that God would bless me with the kind of wisdom that he has given to you. Well, he has. Uh, You just read the Bible and study it. Just don't uh, read it. Study it. Meditate on it. And the power is available to anyone who receives it. Then what else? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 7, that wisdom is the principal thing. The fact remains that I've been reading the Bible for years, even up till now, and Christ has revealed so many truths to me about his word. But I keep on praying and asking for more insight. Finally, God sent you to me. Honestly, since I started reading your books, the chapters and some of the verses in the Bible that were difficult for me to understand have been made clear. 
Please, I would like you to send me a Bible, some short pants, and shirts. May God continue to shower his blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. My prayer is that God will continue to protect you from the Roman Catholic cult. Remain blessed in the Lord, John Lambert from Bangkok, Thailand. In addition, he says, in page 17 of the Messiah book, you said, Asia and blessed be the God of Shem, about the credentials of the Messiah. Does it mean that the three sons of Noah, Shem means Asia, Ham means Africa, and Japheth stands as the Western world? Please explain more about this to me, sir. Okay, well, Shem means the God of the Jews. Shem is the father of the Semitic race. Okay, and um, so the God of the Jews. We Jews are God's chosen people, and so will you be if you accept Jesus. You become a spiritual Jew, and blessed be the God of the Jews. Then you've got the Bible states, uh, and I didn't write the Bible, but I just uh, preach it and teach it is like a ham is the tail. He is supposed to be the servant of servants. And this ham uh, is the father of the African. So the African is to be the servant of servants. Now, when they get saved, they become the servants of the Lord. And uh, many of them are extremely good servants of the Lord. You know, we get our very best um, much of our, uh, most of our very good um, mail from Africa. Uh, brothers and sisters there are very powerful in the Lord. And whenever we receive the Lord, such as uh, blacks uh, and uh, Jews, then the curse comes off of us. Our color doesn't change. The black the color is black. And we Jews are green. I reckon God made us the color of money, or somebody decided to make money green, or they call it greenbacks. But um, this is uh, the way it is. Now, uh, we have the other uh, son, give his name, Shapheth. yes. Okay, he is the, the son that is the yellow people. They have yellow skin. And they have uh, many different uh, dictionaries uh, tell that they have uh, sort of flat faces or pie-faced with yellow skin. And that's the uh, Japanese, Chinese, etc. But uh, it doesn't really matter. The Lord is the God of all flesh. And those that receive him are they become spiritual Jews and we all become one in Christ Jesus now so many people defend their race rather than defend the Lord okay in his word and I don't do that I don't defend Jews because the Bible states that all Israel is not Israel every Jew is not an Israelite they're not uh, really um, of the Lord. We have to be all in Christ or we're nothing. That's what the Bible says. And that's what I teach. It's the Bible. Uh, anybody else is teaching anything other than that? Uh, they're like working for comic books or, or fantasy. And I'm not into fantasy. I want to know 
what real is the truth and I found it and I keep finding more in the Bible after almost 44 years in the ministry okay was that it yes okay now let's go to the book of Joshua I think we left off at uh, verse 23 in uh, chapter 10 wasn't it or no verse 25 well we're going to start at 23 anyway uh, and so what it is is uh, the Hebrews destroyed, uh, God destroyed uh, Egypt. The Hebrews didn't have any weapons whatsoever. And um, yet God turned Egypt upside down for them. And that's what he does for us. We don't have the kind of weapons that the people of this world have. Because our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds. These strongholds, uh, the people think that weapons, the atomic bomb and all these things are so powerful. And they can take our lives, but they can't take our souls. They can't take our souls. Uh, Jesus said, don't fear him who can uh, uh, take your life, but rather fear him that can take your life and cast your soul into hell. So uh, here uh, God overturned Egypt and drowned the entire army of the Egyptians and took the firstborn out of every family. And then it goes on to say that uh, they uh, destroyed, God destroyed for them, and they did as well, uh, Jericho. Then they went into Ai and destroyed it. The thing that really struck fear into the people's hearts was that they, uh, uh, God opened up the Red Sea for them on top of everything else, and he also opened up later the Jordan River so that they'd cross into the Holy Land. And here in the book of Joshua, they're there. Uh, they, uh, God opened up the jo uh, Jordan for the people of Israel to cross. This should teach anybody that God is the God of the Jews, not the Palestinians or the Asians, or anyone else. You must become a spiritual Jew in order to get into heaven. You must bow down before the world's greatest Jew, or you are just uh, committing spiritual suicide because you're not going to get into heaven any other way than by worshiping this uh, world's greatest Jew, Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. And so here they are, uh, there's five kings now that have mustered themselves together to see if they can whip Israel. Because the, the, the case, the plot gets thicker, it's, the plot thickens. And so they all conspire together and they destroyed, Israel destroyed all of those. And the five kings that started up, uh, that rose up against them are found to be in a cave. And um, they're scared to death. They rolled a big stone over the cave. And the people of Israel are very strong because they work day and night. And they're powerful from working and pulling big stones for this uh, Egyptian ruler. And uh, so, you know, when you work out, I, uh, when I was in reform school, I worked like an animal there and got extremely strong myself. And um, so it was easy for them to roll stones. Kings uh, tend to just kick back and relax and 
enjoy kings and queens and they uh, especially people that are living like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, living sumptuously leaning back on couches with bowls full of wine in the finest of cuisine and uh, this is the way uh, people get uh, uh, a little bit fat and uh, a little bit uh, quite a bit uh, not strong all right let's say they tend to not be strong people and so in verse 23 and they did so and brought forth those five kings because they the Jews got rid of all the king's people they brought the five kings unto him out of the cave they just kept them for good keeping now the king of Jerusalem. Now Sharon read this earlier in the last message, but read it again now, Sharon. The king of Jerusalem, and the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. Verse 24, And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel, and said unto the captains of the men of war, which went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they Can you came imagine that? What would you think about somebody that said, put your foot on the neck of these people? Because this false um, uh, system of uh, operanda here on this earth is democracy. All of us, they say, no matter how sinful we are or how corrupt we are, that we are uh, able to question anybody or to bring a report against anybody. And then this demonic government... Antichrist government comes and arrests people, takes their children away from them, and puts them in prison because some Antichrist person uh, decides to bring false accusations against somebody. But uh, the righteous people here had so much zeal to do the will of the Lord that they actually called them and put your foot on the neck of these reprobate people and um, to let them know that we're the conquerors, that we got God. We've got God. And uh, there's uh, much zeal that comes into me. And should every born of the Spirit Christian, that if you do everything that the Lord says to do, that there's no possible way that people can defeat you. Now, the Lord says that they can kill you, but they can't steal your soul. If they kill you, if they murder you, rather, and your spirit goes right up into the kingdom of heaven, they can't touch you again, ever again. You're there forevermore. And some people are committing suicide knowing full well that they're going to hell because they think that hell, they don't believe the word of God, and they think that hell is going to be better for them. But it's not. It's, um, the Bible tells what it is. Just as the Bible says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered the heart of human beings, the beautiful things that the Lord has laid away for those that love him and keep his commandments. It also states that there's no possible way, there's no words to express the torment and the torture in hell. And people say, I can't serve a God like that. Well, then that's where you're going because you can't fight God. If God does what he wills, and this is his will, his word is his will, and he says, if you say you can't serve him, well then he's certainly not going to let you into his kingdom of heaven, 
there's only one other place to go, and that's hell. And to me, that's not an option. I don't want to go there, and I'm not going there, no matter what. Okay, so then continue reading, Sharon. And they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them. Now, see, if you did that today, they'd say, Oh, oh, God, they're not of God. But God told them to do that, all right? Amen. And so when you say that's not of God, well, you're a liar, all right? Because we're to put under, throw down, cast down every evil thought, every evil imagination that comes into our brains and every evil doctrine and every evil philosophy in this world, and we're to exalt the Lord by doing so. And by my preaching this way, this is exalting God and giving him glory. And anyone that goes, aw, for devil-possessed people that refuse to serve the Lord but attack Israel, the children of the Lord, and attack God's name, there is to be no mercy on those that give show no mercy to the people of the Lord. Or other people as well. How can we possibly say that we're Christians if we don't show mercy? Amen? Amen. So, uh, keep uh, going here. Let's keep going. Verse 25. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. You know, don't fear the world, uh, the, the people of the world, because um, the people of the world are cowering because they feel that the Antichrist world system is so powerful that uh, they, they say, who can make war against the beast? The beast being the world government, the uh, united government and church and media. Who can fight against this? Well, I'm telling you and showing you that God can do that. Do you see all the plagues that are hitting the earth today? That's God hitting the media the anti the people that don't receive his call, uh, word, and he's going to continue. It's going to get worse and worse because people. When I first read the Bible, I says, "Oh, people could never do that," but they're doing exactly what the Bible says they do. They actually are shaking their fists at God and saying, "Come on, let's get, go to Duke City. Let's go out on the streets and die like dogs." No, God's not going on the street with you. He just uh, will do the same thing to the people that he did in the days of Noah. He'll drown all of you like a bunch of rats, but this time it's going to be with fire. Amen? Amen. And you're not going to be around anymore. And he does it with floods, fires, different diseases, which is called pestilence in the Bible, sicknesses, diseases, infirmities. And so you're not going to get, uh, the Lord's not going to prosper you because you're evil if you refuse his word. So keep going. And, and Joshua is saying unto them, he says, fear not the world government. Fear not anybody. Fear not. Don't fear anyone. And be not dismayed. And he says, even though they, they're attacking us, five different kings, be strong. Because be strong in faith uh, that the Lord is going to fight for you. And be of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies. A-L-L. -L, all your enemies. Well, what are your enemies? Sickness, disease, infirmities. Uh, every satanic thing that Satan can put upon you. No matter uh, if your children get sick, he will heal them. 
he will do all these things. Read the blessings and the cursings in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, he says, here's what I'll do for you if you do everything I say. And be strong in your uh, commitment to me. And here's all of the things, the evil that I'll bring upon you if you don't. And don't be saying it's Mother Nature, that because that just infuriates God all the more. He said, that infuriates me. There's no mother, uh, no queen of heaven. Uh, the people of this world are foolish. They're dead in their sins and trespasses. They don't have any wisdom whatsoever. But, uh, so the Lord says, so, and be of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Well, are you fighting today with a lot of zeal against the wickedness of this world? And if you are fighting, are you fighting in your own way, or are you fighting with the word of God, the double-edged sword? This is the sword that the Lord used to fight Satan, and he won. And so he had, there's a, he could have used all kinds of weapons, but the weapon that he chose to fight with was the word of God. And that's what we're to fight with. So he says, to all the enemies that we fight against, uh, he's going to uh, he's going to do this. We're going to put our feet on their neck, and uh, people that have left this church and have, uh, and people that have been bringing act false accusations against me, they say uh, they are saying that I was ma I'm married to other people's wives. They're liars. I am not married to anyone's wife. Okay, so and so they they're just. Uh, murdering themselves and I'm going to put my foot on their neck one of these days or God's going to take them out into eternity and God has taken many of them out into eternity and then made many of them extremely ill and has opened the doors for us and now this church that was just once a little old shack behind a filling station on Coinga Boulevard in Hollywood has now grown, expanded worldwide. There are literally millions of people listening to my radio program, listening, uh, looking, visiting our website, uh, listening to my radio program all over the world. And so, as to speak, uh, this is putting uh, our spiritual foot upon all of the evil people in this world, including kings and presidents and queens. They're nothing to God. And they may get joined together and they're putting their heads together to see what can we do against this Tony Alamo. Keep it up, kids, and see what happens to you. Mr. Clinton has heart attack. Uh, four bypasses. This weasel's been coming against us. Okay? And if you uh, want to bring it to any other conclusion to that, uh, read the Bible and see. He says, uh, the Lord, I'm going to repeat it again, through Joshua, he said, unto the people of the Lord, fear not. Don't feel, fear Bill Clinton. Don't fear Bush. Don't fear the Pope, who is their leader, uh, nor be dismayed at them, be all the false accusations they're bringing. 
be strong and of good courage because God is on your side and if God be with us no one could be against us amen, amen. for thus shall the Lord do to everyone to all your enemies against whom you fight now they're trying to destroy us and the Lord has commanded us to fight back with the word of God and that's what I'm doing and so anyone that wants to bring accusations against us then you drop dead I command you to drop dead and go into hell in the name of Jesus okay now see if you can fight against the word of God and keep irritating the people of the Lord because uh, so uh, verse 26 and afterwards Joshua smote all these five kings and slew them and hanged them on five trees and they were what Sharon hanging upon the trees until the evening verse 27 and it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded, and they took them down off the trees, and cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid, and laid great stones in the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. Verse 28, And that day Joshua took Makeda and smote it with the edge of the sword, and the king thereof he utterly destroyed. Them and all the souls that were therein, he let none remain, and he did to the king of Makeda what as he did unto the king of Jericho. Verse 29, Then Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him unto Libna. And, and all Israel, that just thrills me. You know, all Israel with him. Now a lot of people think that Joshua is the only one that did anything. A lot of people think that I'm the only one, but there's a lot of Israel that's with me. Okay, uh, I'm not talking about just a few of the people on the Knesset in Israel, but I have hundreds of people that are with me that are praying that God will do something about false accus accusers and that will do everything that I've done. It was the Lord that told me to do it. Amen. Okay, and it wouldn't make any difference if you liked it or not. Uh, Miriam didn't like that uh, Moses married a black woman. Uh, and that he had three wives. But what did God do to Miriam? He turned her into leprosy. She was as white as snow and she had to live outside the camp because she didn't like the idea of him marrying a black woman. Well, God didn't curse Moses for that. And you may have a hang-up about something like that, but... Um, God didn't punish Moses, he punished Miriam. Amen? Amen. Turned her into snow, cancerous uh, snow. Leprosy. She had to ring a little bell and stay outside the camp and call out, I'm unclean, unclean. So she repented, and then God sent Moses over there to uh, heal her. It was the Lord that healed her, but he, uh, as long as she confessed to Moses and shut her big fat mouth. Okay, because it doesn't make any th a difference. If something offends you about people that are keeping the commandments of the Lord, and you don't like what they're doing, 
but the Lord is blessing them, you better keep your mouth shut, okay, because you're not God. All you are is a backbiter and somebody that uh, doesn't know what you're doing and doesn't know what God is doing and doesn't know what the leaders of God are doing. And if they say you're doing the same thing that the people that left the church, oh no, I didn't become a homosexual. I never left the church. I didn't leave with somebody's wife or uh, go uh, to a, a, a have sexual relationships with some other man's wife. I haven't done any of these things. I've done what the Lord told me to do, and therefore I know that I am right for doing what he said. Moses knew the same thing too. Well, keep going, uh, Sharon. Then Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him unto Libna and fought against Libna. Verse 30. And the Lord delivered it also. And okay, the king- there's another king. Amen? Amen. God keeps, uh, because they're keeping the commandments. These young people that were in Israel decided uh, that they better do what the Lord says because they saw their moms and dads die because they refused to do what God said. So they're doing it. They're really doing it. They're keeping the commandments of the Lord. So the Lord delivered it also, and the king thereof, into the hand of Israel. And he smote it with the edge of the sword. Okay, Sharon, uh, let's read now verse 30. And all the souls that were therein, he let none remain in it, but did unto the king thereof, as he did unto the king of Jericho. Verse 31. And Joshua passed from Libna and all Israel with him unto Lachish. All Israel with him. Beautiful. You want to know something? The Bible says that we're a body and we cannot serve the Lord the body. That's why I'm saying it is no longer two with two going out witnessing and testifying. All of you have to be in sight of one another. All right? Like if there's two of you across the street... The other two have to be across the street so they can see, say, you can see them and they can see you. Don't ever uh, go away from each other like that because they're liable to kill one of you and there won't be any witnesses to testify, even though they won't care in court that they murder Christians. Some courts they might, but most of the courts will not care. Then what? And all Israel with him unto Lachish... And yeah, all keep- that just really gets me, all Israel with him. Do you know how horrible it is to be in this world and not have anybody with you? Living among one another, if one of you gets sick, the others uh, take care of you. And uh, there's just no life like it. Uh, you don't have to go shopping because there are purchasing agents that shop for you. You don't have to prepare your meals because there's uh, cooks in the church that prepare the meals for you. And uh, there's dishwashers that wash your dishes. And there's people that build you homes. And there's nothing like it. It's just the best way. The day they call it communal living. And it is a community. There's a community of evil people out there that won't do anything for you unless you've got a lot of money. And the minute that you don't have any money, they want to know, you're Mr. How Much? and Or Mrs. How Much? Or Miss How Much? If you don't have money, you're like garbage to people. Amen. But in the house of God, where there are people really serving the Lord, 
as long as you're of the Lord, you're uh, partaking in the commonwealth of Israel because we all have everything in common and no one lacks anything. And there's just nothing like that in the world. If somebody needs a ride someplace and you don't drive, you just taken down to the wherever you're supposed to go. If they, you need an operation, a lot of times, you know, it's like the Good Samaritan sees somebody on the ground and he doesn't just stand there and say, Oh, be thou healed and be thou warm and filled and then walk off. No, you have to feed the person. You have to help them get back to health. There's so many times that um, I've seen people just pray for people, yeah, but they won't uh, do anything and they walk away and they think they're really doing the work of the Lord. But if you see somebody that needs help, it doesn't make any difference whether they're Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, or anybody. We have to take them and uh, help them out. This is true Christianity. Otherwise, they never be able to see Christ in us. And when we do that... But if they're attacking the house of God, then we have to, they force us to fight uh, against them. And the way we fight against them is we call upon the name of the Lord to save their soul uh, so that they are not our enemies any longer. And if he doesn't do it, he says, if they won't repent, he said, he'll pour coals of fire on their heads. And just so many people forget that. They don't pay any attention to the word of God. They don't have zeal to do what the Lord says. We don't care if it's some bum on the street or a wino or somebody and they're hungry and they come up to us and ask us if uh, we could give them something to eat or some money. We don't give them the money, but we'll take them into the restaurant and sit there if, uh, and buy them whatever they want. And that's the way a true Christianity is. And if they're, we see somebody wounded, we'll take them to the hospital and we'll make sure that they get nursed and back to health. And we'll help them. We won't pass them by. And this is the way I teach. And this is the way that Jesus said, we'll go and pray for them. And perhaps the Lord will heal them. But at least they'll see the goodness of Christ in us. That God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is in us. And we're helping out in a world that really doesn't help out. They give you food, you know, they say, okay, here, uh, go get yourself, uh, uh, like Keith Green says, a hamburger and a Coke. But that isn't what it's all about. We have to continue doing good. Amen? Amen. Right, now let's, uh, so all the people of Israel and all of Israel uh, was with Joshua. And to uh, keep going, Sharon. Lakish. Lakish. And encamped against it. And fought against it. Why are they constantly picking on people? Why? Because uh, God hates them because they're uh, murdering their babies. And you think that's all right. The Antichrist news media and the government, government has made you to believe that that's right to murder your children. And also to uh, be homosexuals and lesbians. This is the Antichrist lawless one that God talks about that would come just before Christ comes back to earth again. And the Lord delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel. Isn't that something? Which took it on the second day 
and smote it with the edge of the sword. Now we use the double-edged sword of the word of God, but back then they God commissioned them to kill him so that pe- people could see that he is a good God, but he's a severe God. And he doesn't go for sinners. He died that sinners could be saved if they repent, and that means that they never sin again. And all the souls that were uh, therein according uh, to all that uh, uh, he had done to Libna. And so keep going, Sharon. Verse 33. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua smote him and his people. Wow, now that's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven uh, kings and, and people that they took over. Amen? Amen. No one can fight against the people of the Lord. They can fight, but they're going to be smitten. Remember that, you people. I'm saying this. And when you remember, remember it with zeal and join the army of the Lord because you cannot be harmed in any way. Even if you're killed, it may feel like a cigarette burn for a moment and there you are in heaven, paradise forever. All right, then what? You can't fake it. You really have to have a good heart. You have to have let the Lord enter into you with the Father, by the Spirit, and then the Lord can see his Son in you, and therefore he has mercy on you, if you continue uh, in his word. Then what? Joshua smote him and his people until he had left him none remaining. Verse 34. Yeah, no one else could breathe. Then what? And from Lachish Joshua passed unto Eglon, and all Israel with him. And they encamped against it and fought against it. Verse 35. And they took it on that day and smote it with the edge of the sword and all the souls that were therein he utterly destroyed that day according to all that he had done to Lachish. Destroyed all of them. Okay, now that's, it's just building up. All of a sudden it'll wind up to 33 victories over all these different people. Okay, continue on. Verse 36, And Joshua went up from Eglon, and all Israel with him, unto Hebron, and they fought against it. Verse 37, And they took it and smote it with the edge of the sword, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and all the souls that were therein. He left none remaining, according to all that he had done, to Eglon. Now, isn't that wonderful to be of the Lord? Well, I see my time is up, and we're going to have to um, close for now. But now you want to be part of the army of the Lord. If you do, well, come on. Let's say this prayer together and be saved. Say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, and Holy Spirit. Um, Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because you said so. You said all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. Uh, praise the Lord now and uh, read the King James Version of the Bible and share and tell the, uh, the listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 599. Go to alamoministries.com 
or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message. Uh, not of my doctrine, but the doctrine of the Lord. But I've made it my doctrine. I believe just the way the Lord says. Well, anyway, here I am to sing with our orchestra and choir uh, the Jewish national anthem. It's called Hatigvah. Shalom.